0: (laughs) Papa (laughs) Papa ( Mariners) Bakes, Papa Papa 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 Bakes. Hello good people of the podcasting world, we are The Papa Biggs Show, I am Papa Biggs and we are here to do you a service.
1: It's me, Son, One of the podcast radio the last, we no longer broadcast, Rapping fast with The Papa Biggs Show, we're a blast, the number of fans we've amassed is quite vast, I talk with my dad about film and TV, you can listen to the show for free, can't you see that me, my bars are as sweet as a tree. I'll talk about comics for an out or all three, alright stop me if you've heard this one, I'm someone's son, son, son and I live in the sun, nailed to the cross like a hot cross bun, I'm the fun one that can't be outdone because my name is sun one morning hello oh, how right. is everybody doing uh,
0: or afternoon or evening depending on when you listen to it Because it's... it's not live is it it's a podcast no. so it depends on what who we who, 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 you know what whatever time you listen to it doesn't it so well,
1: for your reference today is december the
0: 6th it's
1: yeah. the start of the Christmassy, christmas jingly bell yeah it's happening year. a
0: lot a lot sooner in this house than it usually does yeah
1: if we were still on the radio we would be playing Certain Christmas songs right now. Yeah, maybe. We'll be playing um,
0: Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle no, Bell Rock.
1: We'd probably play like what was it called? The postcard, the Christmas postcard from the prostitute, or that oh,
0: yeah, it's a bit of like, Tom like, Waits. That's more like, all your, like it. Yeah.
1: boring old Christmas songs. Or maybe a
0: sanitised version of a Pogue song, or something yeah. like that. Anyway, we are the Big Show. What have we actually got in store for people today? Because we're not playing Christmas songs. What are we doing?
1: We're going to be playing what we're watching, what we're reading. Is that
0: playing? Do we play that?
1: Well, it's pre recorded. Okay. So we're putting the pre recorded thing in there. We're playing the it. thing. Yeah. Never use
0: the word thing unless it's to describe a big rock monster that you like in Marvel. Okay. okay. Uh, and we'll also be doing some trailers. Will we? Yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah
1: we will. We'll be looking at five trailers and tell you what we think of them.
0: Okay. And well, that'll probably be it. Yeah. Probably be all we time got.
1: Yeah, well, we've got loads of things here, and we want to know what you're thinking and watching and reading.
0: Okay, I just said, that's all we've got time got. I don't know what that means.
1: Well, you're not on the ball. You're not on no. the ball, ball as we say. At time <laughs> hey!
0: All right, well, what should we do first? Let's do some trailers, come on.
1: Well, I was trying to segue into the getting contact jingle.
0: Okay, we'll do that first.
1: If you want to give your opinion on anything we talked about on the show, or to tell us your trailer of the week, or maybe what you've been watching or reading, you can tweet us at BigsPapa, or write a comment in our Facebook group, The Papa Big Show. If you like the sound of any of the trailers we talked about, they're compiled into a playlist in our YouTube channel, The Papa Big Show. We're also The Papa Big Show on Pinterest, and The Papa Big Show on SoundCloud.
0: Trails. Trails. Trailers. Trailers. trailers, 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 trailers,
1: trailers, trailers. is the part of the show where we look at five trailers that have come out since last episode. To whether we think they are good, whether they they're the or so whether they they're in the middle.
0: Yeah, whatever that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're using the thumb method: up, down, or in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what is the first show you got for me there, Cocker?
1: Tom and Jerry.
0: Tom and Jerry.
1: A classic in children's entertainment.
0: Now, if you, you remember, like screen. in the in the '90s or something like that, they did a big screen version of Tom and Jerry, and they talked. Yeah. Now, at least, at least in this version, they don't talk. That's a good thing. Okay, and that's where the only good thing stops.
1: It's live action, but with CGI versions of Tom and Jerry, and also other Tom and Jerry. Rapping
0: animal. pigeons. Yeah.
1: Uh, in the real world, at a hotel,
0: That's right. during a wedding. That's right. So Chloe Moretz is—I don't know. So she just started working at this hotel, and she's been—they've uh, got a mouse problem. Yeah, it's Jerry, all right. So how do you solve the mouse problem? You get a cat, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, a cartoon mouse problem, so you get a cartoon cat to solve that problem. But little does she know. <laughs> yeah there you go
1: yeah
0: i can't think of anything else to say But
1: well, <coughs> well you can see the human's faces which in the, in the tom and jerry universe um i always assumed that people were just legs yeah because uh, you never saw the face of a human so um mm. it's always left up to the imagination
0: that's right
1: but if you just do the legs of a famous person then you can't um Bank on that famous Cloe Grace Moretz and Michael Pena and other celebrities. You can't bank on that that uh, that money, can you?
0: <clears throat> no, but who cares? Because children don't care about famous people. They want it's to true. see the cat and the mouse.
1: That's true. They just want to see some hijinks. That's and right. See. Uh, but there is there is some hijinks in this, of course.
0: What about the animation? All right. It's okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing groundbreaking, is it?
1: it looks fine I guess
0: yeah I think don't, don't I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering why why is it well, necessary
1: this sort of thing of making a cartoon into a live action adaptation is all the rage these days because of the computer generating technology that's getting to the point where you could do something like this. But that doesn't mean that you should.
0: Oh, I suppose that's the only that's another saving grace about this isn't it that it's not CGI in terms of, you know, like trying to make them look realistic. Cuz a realistic yeah. looking CGI cat and mouse would be absolutely horrendous.
1: Yeah, it would be like the uh, the Bill Murray Garfield films.
0: Oh god, yeah. Um... Yeah. I can't say I've seen those, but <clears throat> there you go. So Tom and Jerry, when's it out? How can I see it?
1: This film is out on the fifth of March, twenty twenty-one, uh, probably in cinemas and on streaming services. Oh, that yeah, was, that's, that's what people. The, that's, that's the, seem next, to that's be the next method, now. isn't it? Doing both of them at the same time. <clears throat> As we said, it's a collaboration between but also Rob Delaney, Ken Jeong. A few people.
0: Yes, few people. Yeah. And a few cartoons as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, it looks okay, I suppose. It might do the job for a... Uh, I don't know, if a bored children it might do the job for a weekend. There you go, it's raining. Watch that. Okay, it might be thanks. a new
1: favourite in... A child's household, you never know.
0: Okay, thumb in the middle. I'm going to be generous.
1: Uh, I'm not going to be generous. I'm going to give it a thumb down. Okay. Because I don't care.
0: Okay, next trailer.
1: Trailer number two. Is? The Boss Baby 2. The Family Business. Okay. Finally, fans (laughs) have been asking for this for years. (coughs) Since the first one came out back in 2017, the, the Boss Baby fan base, or... The babyists, as they call themselves, have been dying for the Boss Baby too.
0: What was it a huge hit? Then the first one.
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: That's no. With you. Um, so anyway, Alec Baldwin returns as the voice of the baby, who's now an adult.
1: Yeah, the the, the baby and the baby's brother are now fully adult. grown so up. So
0: it's it's no longer the Boss Baby; it's the Boss
1: just the boss but no there is a formula which reverts them back to uh-huh.
0: oh. because this, this is one time. of those trailers which shows you the entire film mm-hmm. and i'm not kidding here it literally shows you the entire development of what happens it's a 90
1: minute trailer it's, it's the whole all
0: film. all the all the reveals about the the, the the brother elder brother's daughter everything it's
1: the new boss baby yeah
0: It's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. How long is it? It felt like about five minutes. It's
1: two minutes.
0: Is that all? Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. You've
1: got to to admit, it's a hilarious trailer. It's It's cracking ribs, left, right and centre.
0: Okay, you clearly not. The little girl says Boomer,
1: which is a topical reference. It's a topical meme. Mm. Uh, There's funny slapstick humour with them turning into babies. There's little baby ninjas. It's everything you could want from a film, really.
0: It is basically like children's films made by men in suits. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of ironic, don't you think? Yeah, the
1: boss baby. They could put in the boss in baby because uh, they know all about boss, yeah. but they don't know now about baby. That's true. So they're sticking to what they know best, which that's is boss. corporate...
0: It's just garbage. Don't even joke about it. It's just garbage. Absolutely awful. Lowest common denominator. Cash in. Goddamn awful garbage. Your children. Dad? Th- th- that doesn't mean it can't be good.
1: You're right. However, have you seen The First Boss Baby?
0: No, of course not. I have. Have you? Mm-hmm. And?
1: It's fine it's not fine as in fine no i know yeah
0: it's Uh, acceptable yeah okay right all right then well when's that out when can i avoid it where can i avoid it
1: you can quote unquote avoid this on the 26th of march 2021 and it will probably be in cinemas and on demand or maybe just one of them and it stars just a jeff goldblum Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum, isn't it? You, mm-hmm. you can't miss it now.
0: Okay, uh, James Marsden, Alec Baldwin, as we said, Lisa Kudrow, Eva Longoria, Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Big mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there is a lack of continuity here
0: because that. in
1: the original Bus Baby, uh, you have the older brother doing a voiceover as he's older, and that older brother is voiced by Toby Maguire. But here, the older brother. As an older person, is voiced by James Marsden. So there's a bit of a recast going on there, uh, mm. which is um, very disappointing. It removes a continuity in the Boss Baby universe. A movie that is usually very, very con- uh, what's the word? It's very good. It, its world building mm. and it's um,
0: yeah, yeah. You always stress yourself. What are you I'm doing? With your thumb thumbs down. I'm
1: gonna get the thumb down as well. Okay, mm. it's it's the Boss Baby too. What can I say?
0: Hmm. next trailer please
1: we can be heroes it's
0: okay he's just singing day boy
1: no it's the next film in the shark boy and lava girl cinematic universe
0: is it who knew there was one
1: who knew it's been maybe 15 years since <laughs> shark boy and lava girl came out and it was that's, that's a masterpiece of a film
0: well it was it was good fun and it was on the back of obviously spy kids as well it was a technical wonder.
1: It was so um, I, I, am and I and assuming this is also
0: Robert Rodriguez? Yes. Ah. Yes. He is, he is the green screen king. Mm-hmm. So okay. This is a Netflix film. It's got Christian Slater in it.
1: It's got loads of people in it. It's, it's got, got the Pedro guy Pascal. Guy from Logan. Mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of people in it. But it's mostly just got a bunch of kids in it. That's, that's right. That's what these films do.
0: The best. They're directly aimed at children. And they are fun. And they are about children of superheroes. Yeah,
1: and the main girl is actually the, the daughter of Sharkboy and Lava Girl, which is crazy. How she's crazy not the main is
0: girl, is she? She's the second, she's one of the, the sub-characters, she's not oh, the eldest yeah. one. Yeah, you're right. Now, who, who, who's her dad? She's, her dad's Pedro Pascal, what's he?
1: I don't know. Some He just looks like some guy, really. Yeah, some guy. Sort of like Hawkeye or stroke or something like that, where she's right. kind of
0: got swords.
1: Um, so, all the big superheroes, all the adults, all the parents superheroes are captured by aliens, and it's up to the kids to save the, the day. day. Of course, it is. Yeah. That's right. You got some, uh, she's got
0: shark strength! That, <laughs> that was my favourite yeah. bit of the trailer. Mm-hmm.
1: Shark strength, and. Oh, well, look, there's Lava Girl there. Oh, in the yeah. Background. You yeah, got shark yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's crazy. And you've got some strange green screen and CGI and wacky backgrounds and colours. It these these films sort of seem like they're not real. They yeah, They seem like a dream. Just yeah, they're, they are, they are really like strange computer games
0: or something, aren't they? They are. They're not meant to look realistic, are they? No. And that's and that's what I quite like about those um, uh, Robert Druggy's films. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's just mm. doing something absolutely outlandish, ridiculous, fun. And just, just yeah, it doesn't have to make any sense, does it? It's just a lot of good fun for Giant children. Giant metal shards. Unlike Boss Baby and Tom and Jerry, Which this trying to looks be realistic. like yes, this is <laughs> well, this is trying to actually be fun for kids. It's aimed at kids.
1: Because Robert Rodriguez <clears throat> has decades of um, experience in this sort of thing, and he knows what he's doing.
0: That's right. <clears throat> so so do do with it's not dogs? really something I'm gonna seek out or anything like that. Well, this goes, uh, like, this backs up what I was saying about you can make a good children's film. Like Spy Kids. Like Spy Kids. Like Spy Kids 2, Itz, The Eyes of the
1: Lost Dreams. Yeah, we don't know about Spy Kids 3, though. No, 3D. You mean Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. yeah.
0: But this looks good. This looks like good, wholesome family entertainment. And it's called We Can Be Heroes. And it is out when...
1: Christmas Day. Wow. On Netflix. Wow awesome
0: wow okay and, we can't and... Miss this
1: we're gonna pause christmas christmas mm. morning this is the first thing we do we're watching we can be heroes it's Still not
0: Christmassy, though is it not really no Or
1: maybe there's a big christmas twist at the end
0: okay it's santa the the aliens are like um elves elves yeah killing children okay uh i don't know how that would be yeah Christmassy. But there you go, so that's where you can watch it on Netflix on Christmas Day when you're full of turkey and you're sat there in a food coma and you've nothing better to do, so just switch on the telly and watch this wash over you. Enjoy! I'm going to give it a thumb up.
1: Wow, that's really positive. I wasn't
0: expecting I'm going to give it a thumb in the
1: middle Okay. because I'm being more realistic here.
0: Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm as CGI as that film is.
1: <laughs> cool, <clears throat> cool. Next trailer. Trailer number four is for the Mauritanian. So what? M- the Mauritanian.
0: Easy for you to say.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that right, aren't I? Yeah, so Jodie
0: Foster. The great Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch in probably one of the worst accents I've seen since Tom Hardy. Why do they keep on in insisting on getting these British actors and they come in, you know. Yeah, and brilliant actors at that. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's his face, um, Gary Oldman, he's a great actor.
1: When does he do American all accent?
0: the bloody time? Fifth Element and uh, what's it? Nolan films. He's, he's so always... angry at the fact because that it's just are like well, accent. I mean, aren't there enough bloody American actors? What's wrong with you? Give give the people a job, and then you don't have to say, okay, Benedict. Can you do a really stupid, ridiculously over the top Southern American accent? Well it's called, acting. Yeah, I can. It's, called I can... acting. it's not called acting. It's called gurning. It's called absolutely stupidly bad casting is what it's called. Well, all
1: the people with the accent that begs, begs Benedict Comapach is doing in this film can't act, maybe. Because mm- this accent
0: well, is is ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. But it's also sort of like <clears throat> central midwestern america and all those people are too busy like hunting deer or whatever it's to, not central to,
0: america. To it's, it's clearly a southern accent yeah, that's he's trying to do and I he's don't... that and, he, and he's got a real deep voice well hell, i'm gonna get me some terrorists
1: anyway like we should probably what? talk about the actual film
0: well the film's based on true story about guantanamo uh, about um, the guy who is supposedly uh, key in the nine eleven attack, and what's the face? Jodie Foster and her assistant have decided to help him. Not help just more. help him, but actually defend him. Yeah. Okay, because obviously he's been held without trial. Guantanamo was notorious for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it looks interesting, and it doesn't it doesn't make any judgments here about anybody
1: it's all left on the table it is doesn't tell you did he do it did he not it's all yeah and it tells
0: you everybody's viewpoints it tells you you know what's going on why etc etc etc
1: everyone's shouting about this guy's like did he do it did he not
0: saying i'm gonna defend him i'm gonna put him in jail he says benedict who's in the right who's in the wrong who knows who's that weird kind of Elf guy who just kind of appears out of nowhere. Isn't it
1: a man in a cat mask?
0: No, not the cat mask. No, no, not. he's like he's like a. Where am I looking? It's like him. Hey, oh, look, yeah, there's yeah. A goblin man. Goblin man and a
1: man in a cat mask. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so there you go. Very, maybe it's yeah. a scythe. maybe it's a Christmas film. It's Santa's oh, elves. Oh, that's right. He's and coming. Yeah, Santa's elves. Okay.
0: <laughs> he's trying. All right. So this is out when? This looks like a hard watch. Looks very good. Oh, do we know who the director is? They usually have some kind of interesting director. Kevin McDonnell. Uh, Let's
1: gander what this man has directed in the past.
0: He's directed <clears throat> the Last oh, King of Scotland. Scotland, of course. Touching the Void, of course. And ah, right, so he's got form. is this lad. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, so yes. this hits cinemas on the 19th of February. Or maybe doesn't it doesn't hit cinemas. Maybe it hits <clears throat> home television screens. Maybe it's coming out in te- like only on the Nintendo DS store. Maybe it's only coming out on the iPod Touch.
0: Highly unlikely. It'll probably be out in theatres and streaming, like you say. So, uh, it's what only you gonna do with coming your th- out on
1: VHS.
0: Okay, what are you doing with your thumb? I'm
1: going to give it a thumb in the middle.
0: I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. I don't know. It, it, I would, probably would have given it a thumb up if it hadn't have been for Cumberbombs ridiculous voice it
1: was a long trailer as well it's three minutes that's and don't get me wrong long.
0: i like the old uh cumberbatch but you know anyway i like
1: keep our cumberbatches british that's right <laughs>
0: All leave American, means actually. Leave. yeah shut up last trailer
1: <laughs> the last trailer is for chaos walking
0: what on earth now this took me by surprise Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this. I've never heard of this. I know
1: lots about this.
0: Oh, do you now?
1: Because it was filmed about three years ago, and it's been in production hell ever since. It's directed by Doug Liman. Ah. And the first draft of the script was written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh. But then he left after production issues, and then it's also based on a book series, I think, a young adult book series. Mm. And it stars Tom Holland and... Daisy Ridley,
0: hmm. and also Mads Mickelson as well.
1: Yeah, and one of the Jonas Brothers. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, well, yeah, this is a strange premise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we seem to be on some planet. I don't know if it's Earth or not. What you tell me? Maybe. Maybe that is only inhabited by men. And these men seem to be able to, uh, well, don't have much choice in the fact that everyone can curse. see their own thoughts.
1: And all the women are dead.
0: And everybody, yeah. So <laughs> Daisy Ridley crash lands on this uh, this planet and she's the only woman. Okay, so clearly that's a bit of a problem. And to all the men f- are
1: freaked out because all the men's thoughts can be read, but they cannot see Daisy Ridley's thoughts
0: because mm. she is a woman. That's right. I don't know what this is meant to say, do you?
1: I think it's meant to be some sort of commentary.
0: Yeah, some sort of misogynistic <laughs> commentary. Uh, yeah, so they have these kind of glowy things around their head, don't they? I was they, thinking which more sort of the represents...
1: other way. I was thinking <clears throat> more, it's like men, are men obvious. can't be trusted or something like oh, that. Right. So their thoughts Is it you not know, just like red. men are
0: really obvious and women are really, you know, uh, what's it, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Not secretive, that's not the word I'm looking for. They're quite conniving, that's the word I was looking for.
1: No, I'm thinking it's, it's more the other way.
0: All right, okay. Anyway, actually, so so with this very strange and possibly interesting premise, you then have...
1: Men what, on horseback?
0: Yeah, you, you then get just kind of a, an all-out action chase film by the looks of it. it. looks quite low budget. Does it?
1: It does. Do you think so? It looks like it's all filmed in one location. It looks like it's all filmed well, Why is that low forest? budget? I don't know. What's wrong with that? That's
0: just a that's just, just a cinematic there's choice. Only a, there's right? only a
1: small glimpse of the alien, and it doesn't look too good. Okay. And the effect of the thoughts don't look very good either.
0: Well, maybe they just spent too much money on the cast. What's
1: the deal with these thoughts? Because Tom Holland's there, he's thinking like snake, 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 and then I don't looked, know. Like that's what I say. It doesn't it doesn't,
0: it doesn't make any sense. So it's maybe strange. Yeah, but I, I kind of like the fact that the trailer doesn't give too much information away, but it just shows you lots of action, which are kind of. Lots of Maybe. chaos
1: and lots of walking,
0: yeah. if you will. Where's the name come from? The book, which means it's called,
1: what? It's called Chaos Walk. Maybe it's just they're walking around. Tom Holland and Daisy. Can't find which way to go. And it's very chaotic. They're
0: all lost.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so this is coming out when twenty second of January. All
0: oh, right. Okay. So right at the new year, mm-hmm. I would imagine. A January
1: movie then. I would. Im- it's January. It's a January movie. What does that tell you?
0: Well, yeah, that it's not going to be very good. So they're just going to kind of chuck it in the schedule. And it's
1: not just a January movie. It's a January movie (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic. And like I said, this was filmed years ago.
0: I think this is going to be one of those that finds itself a cult audience. I don't think so. Because it's got... It's got... uh, It's probably not right. It's probably a... Floor must be seen.
1: I think it's... (laughs) Because it's based on a book. People who read books are crazy. They're always like, they want everything to be exactly like their book. Um, that's why Artemis Fowl Everyone was angry about that, which was a good film in its own right, but don't people didn't like it bitch. because it, not wasn't, funny. it wasn't like you're the book. You're
0: not funny. Okay, no, the, no, fact, the fact is, yes, it will have an established audience that's already there because it was based on a bestseller. So they will go and see it, you're absolutely right, and then, like you say, they'll be angry because it's not like the book.
1: Yeah, so I, <clears> I don't think... The, there will be much of an audience for this. I don't know. I think I
0: think it'll just be one of those things that's so bad that it's just, like, quite interesting.
1: Well, I mean, I like Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. I
0: yeah. I like well, musicals is always great.
1: Yeah, I like Doug Lyman. Yeah. The swingers.
0: Who else is in it? Give me some, give me some names there. Look like there might be some other people in this. Obviously, <laughs> there is other people in it. It's Nick Jonas. Oh, that's right. Cynthia right. is in it. Debbie O'Leary, although. Um... King.
1: These are some names. These yeah, are some people who were
0: in this. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to Thumb in the Middle.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a Thumb in the Middle as well. It will probably be not very good. Oh, maybe I very fancy good.
0: watching this. I, I'm quite interested to know yeah. what, what it is.
1: I want to know what the title means.
0: Which is a good trailer. It's done its job.
1: Yeah. There I want to see the dog. We didn't see much of the dog. I didn't realise Tom had a dog. I don't think the, the, I don't know the dog.
0: dog's got much... Um, <clears throat> Can they uh, read the dog's thoughts? Maybe. Maybe the dog replace the women. That, that's, that, that doesn't sound <laughs> right at all. Yeah. Um, so, that just leaves. Uh, to choose your trailer of the week. Boy, and really we need a, to recap. a
1: recap. Okay, Tom and Jerry. That was a amazing trailer that we both gave in the middle maybe
0: no thumbs, thumbs down
1: we gave it thumbs down the boss baby two thumbs down
0: uh, oh no i gave it thumb. i give tim and Jerry a thumb in the middle you're right yeah. yeah yeah sorry about that uh we can be heroes which
1: was two thumbs in the middle no i give it give a thumb, thumb up. up yeah <coughs> this is a very good recap i think no. i had everything wrong the mauritanian two
0: thumbs, thumbs in, the in the middle and this
1: chaos walking
0: two thumbs in the middle, in the middle. Fence sitting at its finest. So that leaves me with one choice. I am going to choose it. I'm picking We Can Be Heroes as my trailer of the week. What Uh, about you, someone?
1: I think I'm going to go with Chaos Walking because I think it's an interesting trailer. So that's trailers. Okay, then. Let's do what we're watching reading. All right, then. What have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been watching? What have been reading? What have you been watching? If you're unfamiliar with what we're watching reading is, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. What have you been reading?
0: I have read The Ocean at the End of the Lane, a Neil Gaiman novel, sometimes um, with Gaiman I find his kind of fantasy novels a little bit, because he tries to be humorous, and like a little bit, I don't know, like for 14-year-old boys, and it's just like, "Mm, not really feeling that. But if he does it, and it's got more of a serious tone, you know, like Coraline and stuff like that, then it's much, much better. And this, fortunately, falls into that latter category. And it starts off, it's actually an allegory of a, a tragic family tale, really. As most good children's type stories are,
1: and what an allegory for a tragic tale!
0: Yeah, children's stories are horrible. They're always about death and stuff.
1: Not the Boss Baby. That's why that's a good. I'm talking about romp. prop. I'm
0: talking about decent children's stories. All the good ones are about Spike death.
1: *Bikies*, isn't it? <coughs> it's just a fun romp with Steve Buscemi, and they go to an island.
0: Okay, it's got che- it's got um, Cheech Marin in as well.
1: Yeah, it's got a big, big cast. Yeah. Like. It's got a, what's his face in it? Oh, you've, you've lost Danny
0: Trejo. You, you, yeah. You, anyway, yes. Yeah.
1: The thing at the end of the thing.
0: It's a lovely little story that is based in uh, like a fantasy land, but um, in the English countryside. And it's based on this guy who goes back. Um, it starts at a funeral, actually, which is quite grim, isn't it? But you don't actually see the funeral or anything like that. He just, he just drives off and uh, he visits a, a place where he used to live and he remembers his childhood through probably uh, tinted sunglasses tinted. and about the strange people that lived in the farm down the way. And they had a pond, which she referred to as the ocean. That's all.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Yeah,
0: and it is and it is a lovely little story. I would definitely recommend it. Sounds it.
1: boring. There's no fighting or superheroes or lasers
0: in there. <laughs> which brings me on to what have you been reading?
1: Astonishing X-Men.
0: What? Really? You've been reading an X-Men comic?
1: Well, this one's a little bit different. (sighs) Really? uh, This one is actually... It's
0: astonishing.
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of critical acclaim attached to it, this one. It won many awards. It's written by (laughs) Joss Whedon, who you may know as the guy who did Buffy and Avengers, Mm -hmm. and is also apparently a bit of a dodgy guy. Uh, And it's drawn by John Cassidy, who you may know as being a very well-acclaimed and very talented comic book artist. And this comes about after several years of stories where the X-Men, they're not really being superheroes, they're more being teachers, they're more being people in black costumes rather than their traditional spandex. And this came out as sort of a return to superhero form, they're going to be saving the world and stuff like that. So you've got a team of Cyclops, Emma Frost, Kitty Pride, Beast, Colossus, and... Wolverine. So it's a very I
0: forgot Wolverine
1: well, yeah. I, when I think of X Men, I don't think of Wolverine because Wolverine's boring and he's just some some guy. But you've also got like, other side characters because there is still the school aspect of it. So you've got young students such as Armor, who has the power to create armor, uh, <laughs> sort of like a psionic <laughs> suit around herself, uh, and Blindfold, who has no <laughs> eyes and can see the future right and wing who can fly
0: oh clever
1: uh yeah that is very clever so <clears> it's sort of in four parts you got uh, gifted which is about uh finding a mutant cure and also an alien guy dangerous which is about the fact that the danger room is actually sentient uh, part three torn which is about a reforming of the hellfire club and then part four is called dangerous oh, so i already said that one mm. it's called something else unstoppable <coughs> which is about them going to an alien planet with sword which is the space equivalent of shield to kind of blow up a planet um so this is very it's got very good plots it's got very witty funny dialogue i don't really laugh at comic books because they're mostly not, not really funny, very funny. yeah, yeah. Usually, like even when I'm reading something like Deadpool, which is meant to be funny, I'm just not really laughing at it because comic books aren't usually structured in a way that is easy to create a joke. It's very hard to structure a joke in a comic book. But this did actually make me laugh a couple of times because it's it's witty. It's got good voices for all the characters, and it's got some. It's got really cool moments, man. It's got some really cool stuff in it, like Cyclops. Pretends to not have his powers.
0: That's Then cool. he
1: actually does have his powers. I'm not really doing justice to this. I'm no, hard you're to right. Explain. Um, the artwork, uh, are you familiar with John Cassaday? Artwork, yes, I'm familiar with artwork. Are you familiar with this guy? It's not going to come up because you don't have Google on here anymore. You've got Norton Safe Search. Uh, so it's probably just going to come up with a bunch of irrelevant things. Uh, images. Look at that. It's very pretty. Um... This, this guy here, it's good mm. at work. I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. That's what I've been reading. But what have we been watching?
0: Well, it was the return, oh, the, sorry, the completion of Tin Night. Round four. Round four it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, this,
1: If you're not familiar with Tin Night, it's where we have a tin <coughs> at night. And there are na- uh, names of movies in it. Everyone in the household puts in three films. And then we're all not your film. We pull it out, read it. We have to watch the film. No no denying it, we watch that film.
0: No no quibbling, no arguments, no running off, no opting out.
1: No sitting on your phone during the film, not no leaving halfway through. No,
0: you've got to participate.
1: So to recap...
0: Okay, so what do we have so far?
1: We had The Shining, which was Sun 2's choice.
0: Then we had The Lady Killers, the classic version, healing comedy, which was Mum's choice. Cars 3, which was my choice. That's right. Then Cape Fear, again, the classic, original, with Robert Mitchum, again, Mum's choice. And then Gemini Man, which was Sun
1: 2's choice. Uh,
0: Yeah, that was a poor one. That was a shocker. Yeah, and then... We had your second choice. What did you choose? I chose The Good Dinosaur. Okay, so this is a Pixar film, is it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, I sort of thought,
1: what am I going to pick? You had a
0: theme going, didn't you? Yeah,
1: the last couple of tin nights, you all kind of had a go at me. And I will admit, probably for good reason, which is that some of my films were probably not age-appropriate or appropriate in any sense for a family film night. No, they Um,
0: weren't.
1: Because... I'm picking films I haven't seen before, so I don't know what I'm getting into. So this time I was like, alright, I'm going to pick some family friendly films. And I realized there were three Pixar films I hadn't seen. So I was like, three? That's perfect for Tin Knight. So I picked Cars 3, The Good Dinosaur, and Brave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and The Good Dinosaur was a good, as the title suggests, it was a good dinosaur. Yeah, it was alright. Nice I, yeah, yeah, right. nice I like yeah. the animation, it had some good water. I love me some water in animated films. Yeah, the landscapes Beautiful. are incredible, aren't they? But it, it, it sort of all looks <coughs> real, like real life. Mm. But then you got got this crazy-looking dinosaur walking mm-hmm. on. Uh, it sort of felt a little out of place. But, you know, it was sort of your run-of-the-mill, well-done children's story.
0: You know? That's right. And that was followed up by your third choice. And as you say, it was another Pixar film, yeah, which Brave. was yeah, Brave, 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 yeah, Brave, uh,
1: Which was... was okay, I suppose. Mm. Uh, her mum gets turned into a bear and she has to turn her back. <laughs> That's right. That's pretty much what it is. It's not the most, it doesn't really feel that much like a Pixar film. It's not got the family values and the core messages and the hitting you in the fields yeah. like the rest of them does. It's not got something sad. Nobody died.
0: That's How true. is it a
1: Pixar film if nobody died?
0: That's true. I told you Yeah. yeah. And go. it's
1: sort of got that um, <clears throat> Disney princess sort of thing about it. So mm. that, coupled with the lack of death and family values, it sort of feels more like a, a Disney. Disney
0: film rather than a Pixar film. Yeah,
1: but it was still alright. It's probably like a six out of ten. Oh. But it's also probably my second least favorite Pixar film. Okay, we all know what the worst Pixar film is.
0: Mm-hmm. Cars, not two. It's yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which. Then led us on to my, finally, my first choice. It came out of the tin, and that was one I hadn't seen, but was recommended to me. By who? By Billy, Billy Glue. I know it. I don't know him, Billy Glue. Billy Glue, he's a real person. Uh, at uh, And it was chronicle, um, directed by... Um, the young Josh Trank. Josh Trank. Thank you very much. I forgot his name. He went on to do, obviously, uh, Fantastic Fans Four. Fantastic. Yeah, but this is actually really good. It's a nice uh, low budget indie take on the superhero genre, where you've got three teenage lads who, who uh, suddenly gain superpowers through, through some unexplained source but it's done in kind of like a found footage sort of way but mm-hmm. it gives it an excuse for it because it's well, about it's, this
1: it's not really found footage No, no. no, no. It's, it's not all recorded from the guy's camera it's sort of like at the end when you got the big battle going on it switches between yeah, different people's things. cameras yeah.
0: so it's sort of just it makes sense just it makes camera sense footage. It, yeah it is and and it and it uh, i, I it, yeah it's not aimed at me it's not it's not uh, you know that's me and uh, Mumbo I thought Yeah, that was that was that was okay. That was appreciate it.
1: when It, well, when it was aimed
0: more of a young market.
1: It's sort <laughs> of got this because one of the guys that gets the powers sort of abuses it in a way. He sort of goes right. a little bit kooky. <clears throat> uh, and then when it finished, me, you, and Mum, people were like, "Yeah, it was kind of maybe like a school shooting allegory." That's in right. That respect. And then Sun
0: 2 was like, "No, it's cool superheroes, isn't it?" Yeah. <laughs> well, it works on that. well. It, well, there you go. It works on both levels, doesn't it? Because it, it works as if it's a cool superhero film, uh, done in a different way. But it did fit. Definitely felt like um, another degree of a, a school shooting. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's alone loner, He's got
1: no yeah. friends. Yeah, absolutely.
0: He's... Yeah, and he's got you know problems at home and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off on one when he finds his power that, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was Chronicle. So we all like that. And yeah. then Mother's third choice was out. Now, she's gone pretty safe, really, with her three choices, because they're already yeah, exactly. classics that everybody agrees are absolutely brilliant. So she was always going to win tonight, because we make it, com- well, you make it a competition.
1: I don't make it a competition. Yes, you
0: do. You always do. And it's, uh, it was Vertigo, Avicii's Scott's classic, which is, you know, in the AFI and BFI top ten of all time. And it's rightly so, because it is brilliant. Uh, although, one person in the family didn't agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, two, said, "Oh boy, rubbish. <laughs> he really didn't no. like it, did he? No. No.
1: He, yeah, he didn't think Mum won. He thought that you won. Yeah. Um, f- uh, which is a shame, because for a while he did think I was winning. Uh, but then, <sighs> unfortunately, you pulled it out of the bag at the end, which oh,
0: means... Oh, I love that last film. And anyway, we get to that later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Vertigo, uh, I thought it was, I'll be honest, it wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. When, well, it, when a film's when got you that said, big yeah, that kind of AF, status. AFI, BFI, CFI, DFI, big claim about it. Yeah. yeah, 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 STI, it's got that big STI claim <laughs> to
0: it. Um, yeah, MFI. Yeah. <laughs> She's talking about that one, is it? she? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, can like, so, I didn't or hate it. It's been it. built up the it way was, it has.
1: I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, but, you know, it sort of no, gets a little bit cruel at the end. It know? is.
0: It's really nasty. Yeah, it's really horrible. Yeah. But uh, there you go.
1: Well, it's all of Mama Biggs films sort of <laughs> got a bit cruel at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, that's just Mama Biggs. <laughs>
0: Outrageous. That's
1: so that led us on goes. to
0: uh, Little Son Two's third choice.
1: Yeah. Airplane 2, The Squeakquel.
0: Yeah, now this is. I must take some blame here. Because you we all watched, yeah. Well, we all watched. <laughs> that's not actually what I said.
1: You said the second one is better because no, it's I didn't. got William Shatner no, in. No, I said
0: I prefer the second right. one. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. got William Shatner in. There is a difference, okay? <clears throat> so that you know that 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 did have some kind of bearing on it. So he, he thought, oh, yeah, watch that because we all liked the first one. We had a giggle at the first one, and he thought, yeah, I'll choose that. That's a good. That's a win-win. Dad said it was good, and uh, we can have a chuckle. Anyway, it's nowhere near as good. I I will grant it; it's the same jokes, but a different setting. But I just like William Shatner in it. But he's only in it for about ten minutes, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really. I don't think. I I think I laughed like once or twice. I laughed at William Shatner, and that was it. It's not great when the first film has got a laugh like every ten, every five minutes, because. When you're trying to do a sequel to a comedy movie, you've got you to gotta do it up. You've got to go up a level. Or when you're doing a sequel in general. But when you're just doing the same stuff again, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not doing anything for anyone. It's no, just uh, a waste of everyone's it's time. It's not as if it
0: was a, a sequel that's done in the same style. It was literally the same jokes. So that's a shame, isn't it? So watch watched that and everyone, went, boo! And I will say, uh,
1: <coughs> both Airplane and Airplane 2 have maybe not aged the best. But when it's funny, I can excuse it, you know? Yeah, like, it if, it's, if it's racist and sexist and homophobic, but it's funny, then that's <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, but when, but when it's not funny, then it sort of adds insult to injury, you no, know what I mean? Right. It's sort of like separating art from artists. If, yeah, not if it's, quite if it's, the same, If, but if the yeah. person who made the film is a dodgy person, but the film is good, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's a great film. Okay. But if the film is made by a dodgy person and it's not a very good film, then I'm going to dislike it even more.
0: Okay, which leads, leads us on to my second choice. Okay, uh, which is Thunder Road. How which does is that lead film? on to the next it choice? This is no, no. a dodgy person. No, it's not. What are you talking Quite about? Quite the opposite. Uh, I've uh, spoken to Jim Cummings, I've met him, the director and star and writer of Thunder Road, and he's a lovely chap and uh, very talented too. And, uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this, and it was a real surprise. It was just a, a low-budget indie Comedy drama, I think comedy. Sorry, dramedy. Uh, it's more of oh, a drama catchy, though, yeah. with some funny bits in it. Uh, but um, yeah, I I really like it. I think it hits the hits the mark. I think it's uh amazing performance, and uh, and it's 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 sad, that's for sure. But it's uh, it's a, it? it's a good watch. Oh yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoilers though. So uh, so I made you all watch that, and uh, everybody thought it was all right, didn't they? I thought
1: it was good. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is good. good. Good film.
0: Yeah, it is good. Which then only left one film left, and that was my final choice. So I already had two good films in the bag, and then this one put, uh, yeah, everybody thought, well, yeah, that's great. And this one I knew was good, because I'd seen this before, and we'd, me and Mum had watched it not long after it had been out. And she obviously, she never remembers films. What was that? No, never heard of it. And then you put the first two minutes. yours. I've seen this. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> I could not remember it. Anyway, I know she's seen it, and I knew she liked it. And uh, I remember liking it, really liking it. So I thought, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, and you know, I'd only seen it once many, many years ago. It was released in 2003, and uh, <coughs> it stars Peter Dinklage and uh, Bobby Cannavale. And, from Chef, yeah, from Chef. That's mm-hmm. right, your film. So
1: it's got Peter Dinklage from X Men and Bobby Cannavale from Chef. And there you it's go. So it's bound to be a winner for winning.
0: And it's the Station Agent, <clears throat> which is just a, a just a lovely, simple, gentle little film about friendship. And it's funny, and it's touching, and it just just rolls along, and you're like, ah, great stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or as son too would
0: put it, Wholesome 100,
1: which is what he says every time a film is nice, at the end he just says, oh dad, that was Wholesome 100.
0: Yeah, he, he really enjoyed it, didn't he? Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. But we yeah. all did, which is why he won, why he won, why he thought I won. Well, I thought so Mum Biggs won. Well, I, I, I agree, I think Mum Biggs won, but then, you know, she had three stone cold classics. Yeah, and
1: Mum Biggs also thought Mama Biggs won, so it's... Three points to Mom yeah. and one point to you. To me,
0: yeah.
1: Nothing for me or Sun 2, though. Sun 2 no. had a stinker, though, didn't he? Yeah, but well, usually, an usually he's
0: very good. Although Shining was good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. But you, <clears throat> one good film isn't enough for Tin Night. No, no. Because everyone's pulling... So the tin's been the
0: put away now. The tin has been put away until the new year because we're only going to be watching... Christmas films for the next month. (laughs) Probably. Anyway, what else did we watch? Well, I watched a couple sort of in the background on my own.
1: What a loner watching films on your own. Just
0: having the television on and the film played from start to finish. So as far as I'm concerned, I kind of watched it even though I might have been looking at my phone occasionally and maybe going for a wee occasionally or something like That's that. That's not how you should watch films. No, though. it's not. And on. it's only because I'd seen them before. All right. And the first one was... So there's two films i watched like that. The first one was Stargate. And it's, it's, it's perfectly okay. So this is Kurt Russell and James Spader. And it's a sci-fi thing. And it's just so derivative. It's just every other sci-fi film you've seen before with just kind of thrown together and sewn up and put together as one package and there you go you've seen all these before watch them again but in a slightly different way and that is pretty much it and so it just kind of happens for an hour and a half and you're like okay I watched that I have no no opinions on it whatsoever well
1: that's the worst sort of movie if you
0: ask me oh yeah exactly and which is why it literally was just in the background
1: I would rather watch something that's
0: just you either really hate or you love. It's hilariously bad. Yeah, it about it invokes, about, invokes um, some kind of emotional response, whereas this doesn't. So there you go. And then the other one was Coming to America, which is very good, and I've seen it many times. But, again, it may have dated somewhat in terms is of it being... funny, being... though? Exactly, it is funny. Yeah, that's all right, then. Exactly. Although uh, Mum didn't like it because uh, Eddie Murphy's a bit shouty in it but that doesn't bother me. That's
1: Americans, though. That's,
0: that's American humour. American
1: comedy is just yeah, it's sort about of shouting. saying yeah. things louder. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. It's funnier yeah. if it's louder.
1: British comedy is saying <clears> stuff <throat> in a really bored voice and sounding really fed up with things. Is it? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, there were the two films I watched on my own. And there you go. Uh, what else did we watch? Me and thee watched a film very recently. What was it?
1: It was adaptation.
0: That's right. We sat and watched Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jones, it's Kaufman it's film. Kaufman. I don't care. Did watched that film adaptation? Okay. Now we like a bit of Charlie Kaufman. I like a bit of Spike Jones. As you like
1: well. a bit of films about films, and this film is about the creation of the film that it's about.
0: And it's also got films, other films by Charlie Kaufman in it, referenced yeah. and actually seen. With the actors who were playing them in it, everything He's like that. Cage in it's Cage It's incredibly meta. Nicolas
1: Cage is playing Charlie Kaufman himself. That's right. During the filming of Being John Malkovich.
0: That's right.
1: Also, the writing of his next film, Adaptation.
0: An adaptation. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, it is very meta. It's very... Sometimes a little bit too clever for its own good. Nah. But, but, but what I did like about it is once you get... If you take the time to stick with it rather than going piss off right to begin with all right because it can make you do that all right you you just sit there and then when you start to to get it and you start to be involved in it which eventually you will do and it is rewarding because it, it goes off in some great places i really do like the uh brian cox scenes where he goes to see the um, the script guru, I, I find that very amusing, <clears throat> and also um, with his, his, his imaginary twin brother. Yeah. He's not imaginary in the film, he, you know, he, he's just it's uh, Charlie Kaufman, doesn't have a, uh, a twin brother. Yeah, not that I know of. In anything. the
1: opening credits, it says written by Charlie Kaufman and Donald Kaufman. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's got a brother. And yeah. then the film started like, oh, he's not got a brother. Yeah, it's just this film.
0: And very and it's insane. great the way the actual film that we're watching plays out, which is influenced by the fictional characters. It's very very strange and but funny. They, yeah,
1: the, we watch the characters write the things that they have already done, <laughs> which means that they, the characters in the film aren't. They are the characters in the film are the characters in the film that they are creating. That's
0: right.
1: Which means that the things that we have seen. Are the the film inside the film? That's right, but also the fil- the just the film, because mm-hmm. there is no film in. S-
0: no, there's no film. It doesn't exist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, and you'll understand, if, possibly. So it it all we need to say is Charlie Kaufman, and that's it. It that's...
1: all makes sense. It's not. It's confusing. Like, well, it's not confusing. It's but I, you think I mean, about I, it I, I, said, I said
0: to Mum that you, you know, if you, if you're not a fan of of Kaufman, you don't know, understand him, or or you're not sure what, where he's coming from, or anything like that, you've never experienced any kind of Kaufman stuff, and you started watching this, you'd be like, get lost, go away. But even then, soon as Meryl Streep comes into it, well, she's class act, and she's just watchable anyway, so. That I think she raises it above the next level anyway, because obviously, with Nick Cage in it, two Nick Cages in it,
1: I think Nick Cage was really good in it.
0: And and somehow, somehow incredibly subtle.
1: I thought he, I forgot he was actually a good actor, because I've only seen him in like
0: the the Illuminati
1: film where he steals a. Declaration of Independence or whatever yeah. that's called yeah he can and be a name. good actor and Sorcerer's obviously apprentice. there's
0: some serious method going on here as well he's obviously put on a lot of weight for this role as well to, to play a fat version of Charlie Kaufman mm-hmm. fat balding Charlie Kaufman <clears throat> yeah so there you go we watched the adaptation so that was that was um, enjoyable I you watched know. the Star Wars prequels did you?
1: I did yeah Phantom Menace Attack of the Clowns Revenge of the Sith because <laughs> The Mandalorian Series 2 has started and they are quite like referential of that era of Star Wars. It's mostly the, the Clone Wars show, which I haven't mm. seen. But I was like, I haven't seen these films in five years. Maybe my opinion has changed on them. Um, has Fan- it? With The Phantom Menace, uh, it has changed. I like it a lot less. Um, <laughs> it's a very boring film. It uh, when, it, when, it's, when it started off, I was like... It was still boring, but I was sort of, like, still watching it, you know. It's got all the stupid, boring stuff about the, the trade federations and roots and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, I like Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi as your mate, Ewan McGregor. Uh, I was like, maybe, maybe <laughs> this will get me through. But then as soon as I get to Tatooine and it's got all the stupid CGI aliens and monsters and stuff like that, and the kid, I'm, like, completely lost.
0: Mesa going Jar-Jar,
1: home. Jar Jar, yeah. Um, yeah, not... Not a very enjoyable film, in my honest opinion.
0: Dreadful, boring, god-awful piece of crap.
1: Attack of the Clones, which uh, five years ago, when I watched these films for the first time, I would have considered to be my favourite of the prequels because it has the cool drone fight at the end. Or the clones, or the robots, the battle droids, that's what they're called. Mm. All the Jedi (laughs) versus the battle droids. Um, I, I think the star is fine like fine because I like the setting of Coruscant and all the crazy stuff when it's just Obi-Wan and Anakin just having fun then it's watchable but then it slowly devolves into the Anakin and Padme love story and crazy strange weird monsters and I didn't even enjoy the the droid battle this time and Hayden Christensen is maybe the worst actor full stop just (laughs) in anything um he's so bad and um, the problem with the people who defend the prequels say that it's it's a story about how um, Anakin Skywalker, a noble Jedi, becomes Darth Vader and becomes a villain. But in the second film,
0: he's already a
1: He's already an asshole, and then he he murders an entire village of Sand people, and then. The Clone Wars show happens in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So when he's a hero during the Clone Wars, he's already killed an entire village of sand people. So he was never a hero. He's always just been a whiny kid. And then he becomes evil. So Revenge of the Sith, that's the one that people who like the prequels, they say is, it's a really dark Star Wars
0: movie.
1: Uh, It's really mature. It's really great. And when I watched it the first time, five years ago, uh, it was my least favourite one. But I, uh, I'm going to hesitantly say I enjoyed it okay, um, because it, it's the most fun one and the CGI is better. So you can actually watch it and you can believe it's in the Star Wars world. Uh, it's still got Hayden Christensen is, um, what's his face? Anakin. But it's, it's fun. Like the, the scene at the start where they are trying to save the, uh, the emperor is generally, generally like kind of fun. Um, it's not dark. Like, it's still the only dark scene is like where he, he's like, I'm gonna kill these kids now. I'm gonna walk into the Jedi Temple and kill these kids But um it was sort of okay, you know. Okay. But I, I enjoyed it more than the other two prequels and probably more than um episode nine, but it's still nowhere near like the original trilogy or episode um seven and eight or solo or one. <coughs>
0: Mm-hmm. They're bloody awful, right? Anything else we watched? One more thing, what was that? Christmas Muppets. Well, Christmas, well, Christmas, we decided, like lots of people around the world, to um, make Christmas a little bit earlier. Yeah, normally in this household, normally in the big household, it's usually a lot later. We usually leave it like to the weekend before, before we put the tree up. But no, we put it up this weekend. We put it up yesterday, didn't we?
1: I was very critical <clears> about <throat> that choice until. It was all done, and now I'm like...
0: That's right. So the four of us put the tree up. It was all very festive. We had Christmas music on, crackling fire on the wall. We had Mariah
1: Carey on, as we always do in this house. Did we? We've got All I Want for Christmas. we got the... um, Did we? I don't remember We've got Slade on. We've got... No, I didn't. We had had nice
0: traditional music on, is what we had. Royalty-free Christmas song. That's right. (laughs) And then, uh, once it was done, uh, in the evening time, we decided... I already said we're going to watch Christmas films, so we chose the one we all love that we didn't get to watch last year, did we?
1: Because it was on
0: Sky something, or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, anyway, we do have it this year, and we watched it, and that is the Muppets Christmas Carol because it's brilliant. Arguably, one of the best adaptations of Dickens's novel there is, and there's been many. Yeah, okay, I and it's... Kane is a very good Scrooge. <clears throat> he is
1: and uh, gonzo is a very good dickens that's right now i will say that gonzo and rizzo are probably my least favorite part of the movie they saw sort of, they sort of hot grind the story to a halt it parts to just have some slapstick comedy
0: i don't mind that
1: but, you know i love kermit in this kermit's a great bob cratchit mm-hmm. i love Mar- the music is great
0: yeah songs uh, are very Marley very and Marley.
1: good um after all there's only one more sleep till christmas <laughs> yeah uh, the the spirits are very well done I think. Yeah. You got very, three very different spirits. You got the child, you got the big dumb giant and yeah. you got the headless guy.
0: That's right. It looks like death.
1: <clears throat> it's an enjoyable Christmas film. What more it's muppets. It's that's Christmas. Right.
0: It's a bundle of joy. A carol. Yeah. And there you go. that's what we watched. That's what we've been reading. That's what we've been watching uh and that's probably going to bring probably. us to the end of the end of the show which has been very enjoyable someone thank you very much for joining me here in the papa big studio it's been a whale of a time uh, episode
1: 60 of papa bigs goodness me that's crazy what, what, we're almost at the end of 2020 we're almost christmas time
0: okay well we'll have to make some kind of festivities for the next episode yes okay we'll join us next time then on the Papa big show i've been Papa bigs
1: i've been someone bye now see ya